are you doing today? Oh, nice. My bad. It's a pretty good day today out here in Chi Town. I like it, man. What, uh, Goo Goo Dolls. No, that was, uh. No, uh, what'd you call it? Ma- I was listening to Goo Goo Dolls earlier. <laughs> it's a Matchbox 20. Yeah, that's right. They're American, huh? Orlando, Florida. Wow. I pegged them for Canadian for some reason. I was thinking like Kansas City. <laughs> Midwestern really? boys. Yeah, I didn't uh, think, you know, Orlando, that's where Justin Timberlake is from, if I'm not mistaken. I wonder if they're gay, too. Yeah, they Just all are. Everybody, uh, <laughs> anybody and everyone from Orlando, Florida. <laughs> Guarantee it, man. Uh, so they like the little boys. Okay. <laughs> that's right, dude. So, yeah, Matchbox 20. I, I don't know. I was going on a, did a run this morning, and uh, I was listening to the old 90s playlist, and Matchbox Real World came on, and I... Remember that from back in the early days, used to throw on the old uh, VH1 and they'd play like the top 10 videos in the morning before school. And uh, yeah. I was thinking about that video for that song where um, all the band members are playing all the different characters and you know, Foo Fighters, did. it was a very popular move back in the day for the bands to uh, you know, cross dress, if you will, and play different characters. So I don't know. It took me back. I was like, dude, I'm going to do a little Matchbox 20. But first, right before I threw it on, I had to look it up. I'm like, are they American? Because I, too, was getting like a Canadian, maybe secretly Scottish vibe or something, you know? Well, those are the ones that always get you because they're Australian. That's right. You know? Yes, man. Fucking exactly. Aussies. <laughs> always trying to steal our shit. Yeah, man. So uh, doing the Matchbox 20 to start things off. Uh, sunny, hot day here in Denver, Colorado. We finally uh, had a break from the chemtrails. Thank you, uh, Jared Polis. Appreciate it. Nice. Yeah, sunny day. Giving us a normal, normal summer for a few days. Kind of good. Uh, I guess there's a heat wave going around the entire country. That's all I'm hearing and seeing. And we've had, like, the calmest, nicest, I, coldest I mean, summer. The- the heat wave is called summer in the northern hemisphere. <laughs> I know. I don't, I don't, what, what do you... I don't know. I'm so I don't know. It's crazy. No, no, I that's what I feel as if they are going over the top because they want to push this climate change narrative, but man, the entire uh like every news channel if you kind of cycle through it like I do for the show, you got to breeze through the first two or three sections because it's just about the heat and my favorite part is every news article and every news segment, they have, like, on the thumbnail a picture of a guy drinking a big bottle of water, you know? <laughs> and it's like, that's, that's symbolizing how hot it is. It's just the guy with which, the sun behind him drinking water. you know water. is fake. You know is fake because he's so fat. He'd be, tr- he'd be drinking a two-liter. That's, yeah, he's it's, a two-liter drinker. Can, yeah, give me a shot of a dude drinking some Sprite on the basketball court. Okay, I'll believe you. All right. Uh, Sprite? Talk, try Mountain Dew. <laughs> Mountain Dew, I thought, was for the gamers. It's the nectar of the tards. I, uh, you know, Sprite, I thought, was kind of, you know, the city folk, if you know what I'm saying. No, I get what okay. Grape soda. <laughs> Grape soda. <laughs> <laughs> and we're canceled. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Good while it lasted. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. The soda. So soda, but it's got the purple. Yeah, isn't that a scissorp? Well, I think that's after you add the drugs. <laughs> That's right. You add in the codeine, right? Isn't that, how, <laughs> isn't that how the fellas are doing it down in the streets? <laughs> <laughs> it's insane. 
<laughs> yeah, that is oh, insane. Man. So yeah, I just really enjoy the images. Uh, same, it's like almost a stock picture. You kind of just pick and choose which uh, human you want to show suffering and the agonizing heat, and they are saving themselves with the the bottled uh, water there. It used to be, back in the day, you'd always get the shots of the kids playing in front of the busted open fire hydrant. Oh, yeah, I don't know why you're not allowed to do that anymore. That used to be the big thing in the cities, man. They would yeah. just, the fire department, I believe, would just go out there and crank the thing open and let the kids just run through it. Oh, no, no, it was because back then you just needed a, the big enough pipe wrench. And if you had <laughs> a plumber on the block, which most blocks did, because it was blue collar. That's right. You could just open. You know what? Now they, they have these, like, special locks on them in, the, in these areas. That's probably because the homeless were tapping into them. <laughs> you know, no matter what, the homeless ruin everything. I think that's oh, yeah. the bottom line. Here in Colorado, we inaugurated a new mayor, Mr. Johnston. Uh, Mike Johnston, uh, he's, a, he's a white fella, and he's a Democrat, and he is, uh, his big platform, his big thing is he's going to solve the homeless problem here in Denver, and he uh, debuted his big announcement last week, and uh, apparently he's going to house 1,000 homeless individuals in, in downtown Denver. Denver uh, has, I believe, uh, they calculated something like 4,900 homeless people currently on the streets. <laughs> so Mike, Mike Johnson's going to solve the problem by housing 1,000 of them. It's blowing my mind because Mike, Mike, South Park was made in your state. Go watch the South Park episode on the homeless. You can't give them money. Once you give, you know. No, you man. No, you can't give them anything. The we need to stop with the handouts. Yes, dude. You got to kick them out. You got to make it impossibly difficult to live on the streets. That's what we used to do. And we used to have a... Then the, the homeless would go to the housing establishments or they go to California. Yeah. <laughs> Me and Nona had a, a conversation about it yesterday, man, because the, the migrants now, you oh, go to yeah. certain areas of Chicago, dude, it's just these families on every corner begging for money and they're getting a free they're getting a free stay at the police station right know? and you also uh get a free raping uh apparently when you're at the police station in chicago no actually i think they pay you for the rape oh they pay yeah. actually, actually that's basically prostitution if it's i'm not quite mistaken lucrative. yeah that's <laughs> how you look at it you know <laughs> tomato tomato frank it's entrepreneurialism uh, is what it really at is its best. that's right oh, yeah some of them are french uh <laughs> Oh <laughs> uh, well, the migrant uh, crisis out of hand. Apparently, in New York, they have reached a point where they're just saying no vacancy. Tonight, about a year after buses filled with migrants started arriving in New York, the city says it's at a breaking point. With the mayor proposing new limits on how long the migrants can stay in shelters. We have no more room in. <laughs> The city. <laughs> I mean, Texas has been dealing with this for decades. I remember Bill Clinton. <laughs> yeah. You know? I I can't get over. I clipped this earlier and I laughed for 20 minutes over uh, Eric <laughs> Adams right there. We have no more room <laughs> in this city. <laughs> have you seen Batman? We have raised the bridges. New York is closed. I can't get 
We have no more room in New York City. (laughs) Are you kidding me? Here's why I know you're lying, because a lot of businesses are now are have left New York City. You have a lot of vacancy, actually. A lot of those business buildings could probably be filled with migrants, Eric Adams. You're a liar. And this is what yeah. you get for declaring yourself a sanctuary city. It's actually, you if you just let these guys go nuts, they will disassemble these buildings by hand. No tools <laughs> needed. You see how these immigrants work? I think let them keep the money for the scrap. The fear is you let these immigrants or these migrants into these buildings, and then they'll just miraculously create their own Fortune 500 companies and take over the country. <laughs> Can't allow that to happen, man. They hire on Sam Bankman free to you know, help them money, do some money laundering. I was about to say, they don't uh, hire based on who you're fucking, so they won't have a boardroom full of gays and women, they'll so they'll actually have a company that's successful. That's right, man. Home seekers will now be allowed to stay at a shelter for only 60 days. The mayor says the policy is aimed at making room for migrant families with children. Those who don't find alternative housing will have to return to the city's intake center to reapply for new placement. Immigrant advocates are furious. We want everyone to be safe and have a place to be at night. We want the cost to fall on the appropriate parties, not entirely on the city. The state is has obligations here, and they need to step up and meet those obligations. What? Since last year, more- dude, fucking stop right there, dude. That is the that we just had this argument. Here. Yes. we're having this New York. Uh, f- oh, I'm so I'm so bad. I'm talk- I can't talk. I can't talk. Hold on. Chicago is now taking twenty four million dollars. Mm-hmm. From the state taxes. Mm-hmm. So now the That's state right. of Illinois. It, it wasn't down southern, you know, Cairo, Illinois. The people struggling to survive <laughs> on 20000 a year. They weren't the ones that held up a fucking sign that said, come to my sanctuary city. That's right, man. Right? Yes. You, all you fucking assholes in Chicago. You deal with it now. You fucking deal with it. Dude, no, no. Had me like furious yesterday when she we were talking about it. She came here with nothing, right? That, yeah. They're giving these people sixty days. Sixty days. She said she came here. It took uh, her and our grandma about five six days. Then they both had jobs, and within two weeks they had an apartment. Wow, that's insane. Yeah. Right, but you came here, right? You knew what was going. You knew what the deal was, and nobody gave you money. Yeah, you- there was no talk about bringing twenty-four million dollars from the state to help the Italian immigrants in the nineteen seventies. There you were know? there were no handouts for anybody. Think of even more recently uh, during the nineties, we had that uh, the Mexican migration occur and you know i mean those people came here uh we knew many of them uh through working and landscaping and i mean these were people living multiple families to a single home uh supporting each other sending money back you know i mean there were no handouts even in the 90s for these people like this is insane we've never experienced anything like this uh on any level and they're, they're kicking out Americans to make room for migrants. Just think about that for five seconds. It's terrible. We don't have the money to do some kind of mental health facility for the homeless, but we have all the money in the world 
to shelter these immigrants from other countries. Except, and let's face it, Frank, <laughs> they're not sending their best. No, that's right, man. <laughs> and you know, uh, unfortunately, I guess now there is just no more room in New York City. I guess that's just more than ninety-one thousand migrants have been bused to New York from Texas. The city has opened one hundred eighty-eight shelters so far, renting out entire hotels and putting cots in schools. As an immigrant, I now feel a lot of pressure. This man says. You should. Well, at the southern border, yes. the number of migrant encounters with Border Patrol has dropped significantly since the end of the COVID public health restriction known as Title 42 in May. Cities across the country are struggling to handle this year's influx. More buses keep arriving in California. While in upstate New York and Rotterdam, guests at this motel with luggage in tow are scrambling to find a new place to stay after they were suddenly kicked out. A city councilman <laughs> says the motel signed a one-year contract to house migrants. Everybody has to leave. And I said, but I'm here for like a month. He said, we don't care. You have to leave. Okay, Gabe Gutierrez joins us now in studio. I guess, Gabe, a lot of people who are going to be watching this. This is, this is the payoff for the clip here. Especially critics of sanctuary cities are going to be saying... You know, these cities invited all these migrants. They're here now, and clearly there's a crisis. Mayor Eric Adams has criticized the Biden administration. He's asked for more federal help. Is he going to get any? Well, Mayor Adams has been saying this now for quite some time, and the Biden administration has been saying that their hands are tied, essentially, and they blame a divided Congress for not fixing what they call a broken immigration system. And I spoke with Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas last week, and he reiterated that. He said the Biden administration has been doing what it, what it could to lower the number of crossings at the border, but he says that it's up to Congress to fix this immigration system. <laughs> yep, sorry. We can't do anything. It's got to be Congress. We're going to blame the Republicans for this one. <laughs> sorry, guys. Oh, what's that? Yeah, we uh, blamed everything on the border on Trump for four years, but now the border, off our hands, man. We get, There's nothing we could do. We're just the administration. Well, no, 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 no. We didn't blame the border. There was no problem at the border during Trump, so we accused him of being racist right. because of the lack of problem at the border. <laughs> that's right, man. Right. Yes. It was his xenophobia. Ah, that's right. I forgot. Come on, Frank. Oh, I'm starting to think you're a bigot right along with Trump, man. Hey. Are you a mega guy? Oh, I think the writing's on the Whoa. wall here, folks. Whoa! <laughs> Oh man! So yeah. this is an outrageous. Oh, this is just totally insane. Like the Biden no, administration like, just points like the you, finger the other direction. That's like you complaining that all these homeless guys are living in your basement, right? And I go, <laughs> "Well, who let them in?" You're like, "Well, no, no. I told everybody that anybody who needs a bed, they could come sleep in." My <laughs> that's right. And I'm like, "Well, Frank, it's your fault." Whoa, whoa! It's not my fault. I thought my neighbors would also take some. <laughs> It's just funny to me that Mayor Adams and the like there in the East Coast and, you know, the, you know, coastal cities, uh, even, you know, Gavin Newsom and everyone in the West. And then here in Colorado, Polis and that Dingleberry that just left, Michael Hancock, who was the uh, mayor of Denver, who absolutely destroyed the city. Uh, all these people making these declarations of being a sanctuary city, uh, they were doing that for press uh, it's yeah. the uh, we'll get pizza every day promise. And and meanwhile, <laughs> you know, down in Texas, they were saying, hey, we need federal assistance. We need help from the government. There's a crisis on our hands. Oh, those people are racist. They're bigots. They're crazy. They're just uh, nutjob Republicans. 
well, okay, fine. We're going to ship this problem to your doorstep since you claim to be a sanctuary city. Here you go. Here's, here's the people that you claim is not a problem. Well, what happened six months later? Mayor, uh, Eric Adams, we got a serious problem. <laughs> New York need, is closed. We have an emergency. New York is closed. We need the federal government to step in. It's genius. So now all of a sudden, not so crazy to be demanding the federal government step in and do something about the problem? Yeah, it's genius. Not so it's racist. Genius move. It's incredible. Yeah, this was a genius move by Abbott down in Texas. Uh, long overdue. They should have started doing this years ago. Maybe we would have shut the borders uh, tighter even during Trump. Uh, this is just insanity. And I like your take on it, discussing this information with uh, someone who legally immigrated to this country, had to go through extreme loops and hoops uh. to uh, navigate the immigration system to get here the right way. And then when they got here, no handouts. It was, uh, I'm going to work. Probably two jobs. We're going to hustle here. Um, we're not going to stop, and we're going to save our money. It's not going to be party time. It's going to be work, 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 and saving and living. And then eventually, when we're old enough, we could take a vacation back to Italy and check things out. You know what's crazy? Our, she was telling me this story. It's 1972. He's been in America for six days. <clears throat> Our grandpa landed a job at the Radio Flyer Wagon Factory. Yeah, man. And then retired from that job 30 years later. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Think about that, dude. Wow. That is, like, damn. And then he, in that time, he bought two homes. Like, he owned two homes, raised two kids in America. Like, it's crazy. That's a success, if you ask me. And that you know, used to be what the American dream was all about, right? It's what the American dream still is. All these pussies out there who are, it's not what it used to be. How easy was that for our grandpa to sit there and stamp metal for 30 years? <laughs> you know what I mean? Working double shifts, just stamping metal into yes. a fucking wagon. Yes. Like, that is, come on, dude. That must have been so mind-melting. You didn't even have headphones back then. No, you were just in that hot factory, just stamping away at metal, man. <laughs> for hours. Oh, my God, I can't even imagine what that took for him to do that. Yeah, the, you know? just, uh, you know, there's got to be this hope, you know, this, this thought in your mind and that you're going to keep striving for this, this moment in time where, uh, you know, you've, you've raised the kids right. They are up. You know, they're grown up and successful on their own, and then you can uh, finally hang out under your grapevine and soak up the sun. Yeah, that's what you live for. <laughs> and so, and, and you know yeah. why? You know why he had two uh, homes after when he retired? Because if you look at his picture, the picture of the day he got hired and the picture of the day he left, I swear to God, he's wearing the same flannel. <laughs> <laughs> like, maybe he bought one. Within that 30 years that looked the same, I don't know. But, man, I know that thing didn't change that often, you know? Very simple guy, didn't really need much. Yeah, man. 
simple uh, simple dude, working class, used to be what this country was all about, honestly. Uh, not anymore now. I mean, uh, we're way too divided these days. And uh, this week, we touched on it a little bit. Uh, there's been a new anthem out there for the working class, for the small town folk, if you will. Uh, the What's it called? Something small town? Living in a small town by the Jason Are L. Dean. Are still talking about that? Try that in a small town. It's a bad song. All right. Well, we are going to talk about it because uh, uh, I'm, we're not going to talk about the song. Don't worry. That's the You'll hear it mentioned in this clip uh, just for a second because um, I caught a little Joy Ann Reed this weekend. Have you brushed Ooh. up on your Joy Ann Reed? I try to avoid her. I do too. Uh, so Joy Reed was on vacation, and she had a fella and uh, who like mimics Joy Reed. You know the cadence. Whenever these uh, news channels get a replacement, they get the person who's like slightly, kind of like them. You know what I'm saying? Like they mimic them or whatever. It's <laughs> it's hard to explain, but you'll hear it in his voice. Like he's doing his best, Joy Reed. Uh, so this is this is uh, the dude replacing Joy Reed for the night. But they're gonna talk about. A uh, right wing fantasy, and this is why I love it. Ooh, you might have noticed that MAGA Republicans like to censor minority oh, communities in America. On. They say they don't want woke. <laughs> oh my God! Come on! I can already tell by so the they voice. do things He's like cancel Bud Light for sending a can of beer <laughs> to a transgender influencer, uh, which led to Kid Rock shooting a case of the beer, even though he was still <laughs> selling it in his bar. They canceled Target because it dared to sell Pride Month merchandise, and. The left now is angling um, that the right is cancel culture, which I find fascinating. They're calling people on the right now cancel culture. Outlaw drag queens because they don't like something that people have been doing for centuries. Now they're going after the new Barbie film, which folks... Yeah, they've been doing opium for centuries. <laughs> that means it's good. That means it's good. I love your arguments on the left. We've also been doing slavery for centuries, I mean, if I, I'm not mistaken. Oh, <laughs> I mean, okay, so two dumb fucking mooks from Chicago just debunked your argument there, buddy. You're real, <laughs> real uh, fucking Socrates over here. Pushes, quote, toxic femininity and China. I kid you not. According to Senator Ted Cruz, Barbie is a pro-China, is pro-China propaganda because of a crayon map depicted in the film. I would love I to see this guy debate I've just seen the, the stupid map. This is really designed for the eyes of the Chinese censors, and they're trying to kiss up to the Chinese Communist Party because they want to make money selling the movie in China. Canceling has become their thing, but don't dare say a peep about the new music video from country singer Jason Aldean, <laughs> which says this, cuss out a cop, spit in his face, stomp on the flag and light it up, yeah, you think you're tough. Got a gun that my granddad gave me. They say one day they're going to round up. Well, that stuff might fly in the city. Good luck. Try that in a small town. Music video shows Aldine interspiced with news clips of protests out of context. It promotes vigilantism <laughs> and was filmed in front of the Maury County Courthouse in Columbia, Tennessee. What an asshole! He makes my peaceful protest with where we, you know, firebombed cop cars. He takes it out of context and makes it look violent. It's crazy. The context, Frank, of those firebombed police cars. It, it's really all about the context. You know? 
of the 1946 Columbia Race Massacre and the 1927 mob lynching of an 18-year-old black teenager. I guess he doesn't know that because many conservatives are canceling Black History too. But why are people oh, so angry about it? What a bird. And why is he getting so defensive since it seemed like a pretty obvious dog whistle about what he wanted to talk about? Well, Jason, I think... All right, so... <laughs> I love the term dog whistle. Yes, and now we're going to interview. So he's got his panel, and it's a uh, black female lesbian, uh, you know, an empowered woman. And then we have um, this fella, this um, Asian fella who is uh, apparently an expert on country music and, and the country music scene. Number one, what he's talking about. Well, Jason, I think number one, what he's talking about is this kind of conservative right wing fantasy that everybody else is after them to take things from them, that you have to protect your quote-unquote small-town values because those big city coastal elites are going to try to take things from you. And the things that you see in big cities, whatever those are, they apparently don't happen in small towns. Now, let me just point out just for the record that I think Uvalde, Texas is a small town where a gun massacre happened. But be that as it may, that's the the terminology, the vocabulary. uh, Burn! Burn! I mean, not a good... Uvalde was a weird scenario, man. I really wouldn't bring that one up as the uh, case in point. There's a lot of... We got a lot of questions. About it, we all have a lot of questions about there's, Uvalde. There's a reason we forgot about it. Uvalde because... has a lot of the Vegas shooter stuff going on. You know, <laughs> like a lot of lot of question marks. A lot that of Sandy Hookness. Yes, dude. Or rift that we're seeing turned into melody and music, and it's designed to ultimately provoke a conversation, sell records sell streams and that's exactly what's going to happen by the way it's not an accident that within 24 hours of this controversy erupting that this song and this music video were both number one on itunes uh did he say it are you ready for a little controversy (laughs) 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 Uh, it's a controversy freak oh man this is Made prime time for Madonna. Oh, yeah. uh, this is Madonna kind of controversy. Yes, you know I mean? man. Like, it's literally that. It's just a show. All right, that'll be the uh, last time we talk about Jason Aldean's terrible song. But I just loved this entire spiel this fella did um, in the voice of Joanne Reed, and you know th- this whole concept of. I like how they're gonna discuss radicalism on the right and this chauvinistic male white guy. F- fantasy that seems to permeate through the Republican Party, yet they refuse to bring on a white guy Republican to help, you know, rebute or, or, you know, like, have, you know, a response. No, no, we're going to have two black people and an Asian guy dissect this whole situation. No, no, because right there, somebody would have stopped him and said, well, hold on, well, hold on one second. We just talked on our stupid podcast right before this. (laughs) I know. about About how the cities are taking money from the small towns in the state to pay for some stupid immigration policy that they enacted. <laughs> That's right. So yes, they are afraid that you're taking stuff from them, like their money. Yeah, money. Um, you know, guns. You're th- setting up all these. Did you hear the shit about uh, America? Was it what's that Bank of America? Give me, uh, enlighten me on the Bank of America situation. One of the things that came out during this, like, uh, I forgot which investigation it was. 
But one of the things that came out, it was like over surveillance, and uh, it turned out Bank of America just on its own handed over any transaction for guns and ammunition to the FBI. So if you bought a gun or ammunition with a Bank of America credit card or debit card, any account, the FBI knows about it. They All right. Of course. That's terrible. That's why they want to... <laughs> this is what we know about. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut <clears throat> No, that's why they want to eliminate cash, right? Because if you're spending cash, they can't track your purchases as easily as they could if you have to use your credit card or your cell phone to uh, purchase everything. So, exactly. You know, they... They don't want to take away your guns, right? But they would love to take away your ability to buy a gun. <laughs> no, no, Frank. You, we want you to have your gun. We want you to own it. We just want to know where it is, when it moves, so that we can take it when we need to. <laughs> That's right. Or uh, we just need to know who has the gun so we know who to attack first, and then the rest uh, will be our slaves. Ooh, good call. Right? So good call. You know, I mean, uh, there's a lot of language out there specifically designed to make people support, you know, what they use the ghost gun thing. You hear Joe Biden always talking about ghost guns. And ghost guns really pertains to not like the 3D printing of guns, but we're talking like purchasing parts and assembling guns and then therefore having a an unregistered gun, correct? Yeah, it's any gun that they can't trace. Yes, exactly. And so what do they do? They use the term ghost gun. And ghost how, gun. <clears throat> we're all going to be killed by ghost guns, man. And Frank, Frank, he used a ghost gun to kill 15 children. Innocent babies that just went to school that day. That's right, man. So what do we got to uh, do? We got to ban them, man. <laughs> ban ghost guns, Frank. It's the, it's the Chicago graffiti problem. I love it. We got this insane graffiti problem. So, what, I mean, obviously the problem. We got one solution. We'll just ban people from selling spray paint in Chicago. <laughs> That's right, man. <laughs> Has Genius. it solved the problem? Not at all. No, what you gotta what? do is hire a team of professional graffiti artists to go behind the thugs and, and spray paint better images over the crap that they're doing. Nobody wants to listen to me, but I say we just need to, like, all the money you're spending on painting over it and trying to, like, stop them, I say we just provide them better colors, better paints, because these guys, I've been watching them over the years progress. I mean, they are getting good. Yeah, man. You know? Yes. Like, uh, maybe Chicago can be, you know, an artistically uh, pleasing place to go visit. You know, you could have all sorts of uh, interesting city-based murals, right? Uh, maybe even gang-related murals. Then you can know what territory you're stepping into based on their well, it would be nice, beautiful you know? graffiti that they have uh, laid out. Right. I really would like to know what color I should be wearing. Really. <laughs> That's right, dude. I just got to get some gas. <laughs> you just kind of uh, keep like a bunch of different handkerchiefs in your glove box, I imagine, right? Red, no, blue. See the trick, well, the trick is to wear a black shirt and then carry different color hats. Ah, that's right. Yeah. So, um, you know, you see a fella walking down the street carrying a tuna sandwich <laughs> from Subway. You put on that MAGA hat and you tack him. If I'm to, you know, bag a hat, only red acceptable in blood territory. Uh, territory. <laughs> and of course, anytime a man is wearing a MAGA hat, they are just prone to attacking any uh, homosexual black male carrying a tuna sandwich in Chicago. 
<laughs> standard <laughs> operating procedure. <laughs> I'm talking about you, Juicy Smollier! That's right. Yeah, never forget. <laughs> never. never forget. Like, I never really served any time. It's crazy. It's fucking crazy. Well, it's because the system is racist, man. And, you know, we need to start, you know, changing things and looking out for people like Juicy Smoulier so they could have a one leg up on the rest of us and, and start succeeding in this world because this whole thing is just designed to put them down, man, especially in places like, I don't know, Florida. Florida now into the controversial move by that state's Board of Education. Their new standards for teaching black history and slavery in middle school. I hope everybody is, uh, has their hair combed and <laughs> the banaka sprayed in. We got a little... Dave Muir, I know. Uh, I, I showered, ironed my sh my t-shirt, and uh, I'm good to go. I uh, brushed twice, and I'm chewing some Trident gum. So, uh, <laughs> could somebody pass me a Mentos, please? Thank you. Take me away, Dave. <laughs> to teach, quote, how slaves develop skills which in some instances could be applied for their personal benefit. Tonight, Vice President Kamala Harris in Florida, her response to this new plan, taking aim at Florida Governor Ron DeSantis and what she says he's really doing here. And tonight, the governor just now responding. Here's Mary Bruce. Tonight, Vice President Kamala Harris traveling to Florida to condemn the state's new education standards, which critics say water down the horrors of slavery. They want to replace history with lies. Under the new standards, middle school students will now be taught how slaves developed skills, which in some instances could be applied for their personal benefit. Adults know what slavery really involved. It involved rape. Hide! Hide, AOC! Hide! Hide! <laughs> it involved torture. How is it that anyone could suggest that in the midst of these atrocities, that there was any benefit to being subjected to this level of dehumanization. You know, I mm. found this really powerful, like Kamala Harris. Wow, this is, you know, spot on, man. The first uh, black vice president, right? Uh, she must have a lot of just personal, you know, this must affect her very deeply and you know, personally. And I was just like, I wonder who her, her dad is. Oh, he's Jamaican American economist and professor at Stanford University. Okay, all right. Well, you know, uh, maybe the mom, maybe the mom has some deep-seated roots-based history, like uh, you know, Oprah Winfrey style. And uh, uh, Kamala's mama, Gopalan Shyamala, was a biomedical <laughs> scientist at Berkeley National Laboratory, Indian. So, uh, Kamala Harris is Indian Jamaican. Yet, man, does she feel so powerfully <laughs> about people with uh, the slave ancestry. It's incredible. I don't, you know, you know it sounds like Kamala comes from I, a really uh, nice background. It does. I can't even. Uh... And it sounds like Kamala's parents are immigrants who were afforded a beautiful opportunity in this country. I know. So and, it, and they're, I, you know what they're really uh, opposed to is. Um... Oh, man, I'm such a racist. Who's that like really famous uh, writer who was a slave and then was free and he wrote? He's like, uh, um, Andrew Jackson? Sorry. No, wait. Oh. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Yeah, uh, you're talking about Frederick Douglass, my man. Yeah, Frederick Douglass. That's who they're opposing, right? They're opposing like 
like classes that teach that teach guy they they don't want them to teach lessons on people who uh, were sold into slavery right be learned the learn how to be a blacksmith that started their own shop got their freedom and started you know yeah i mean uh <laughs> it's a it's a, it's a weird i don't know it's it's really weird because they're just they they're so dead set on you have to teach that all black people at this time were slaves they were all whipped they were all raped <laughs> right. everybody was oppressed nobody had a good life nobody learned you know what i mean it's like i mean it was bad but i don't know no no i i get it uh this obsession with harping on all the bad things that occurred and we're just going to totally ignore the fact that we were the first country to uh you know, free the slaves and, you know, end that slave trade situation. And, uh, you know, we're going to just ignore the progress and the historical uh, changes that, un, you know, our country went through during the 1800s, you know, 200 years ago. Uh, <laughs> like, you know, we're going to ignore all of that. We're going to really focus further in time on the really bad shit. And uh, but we're also not going to talk about the slavery going on in Africa. No, 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 we can't talk about that because that doesn't uh, feed our narrative here. Uh, and again, Kamala Harris, not a good choice for doing this speech, in my opinion. Daughter of immigrants who came to this country and were prosperous and did very well for themselves. So well, in fact, they raised a daughter who got to date Montel Williams and go on to become vice president. <laughs> I'm. I, I mean, no offense, but terrible this, job as vice president. But yeah. and let's let's it. go with the black card here for Kamala. Give it to her, right? For sure, man. You ride that all the way. But it sounds like this country was a really great place for someone like you, Kamala. And maybe you wouldn't have done so well in other countries. Maybe we should talk about how great this country is, not how shitty it is, because it one time had slavery two hundred years ago. See, I really don't see you being this uh, upset about the current slaves in the Congo mining for cobalt. That's right, dude. Good call. The same cobalt that they're going to have to increase productivity on because we're now going full on with the electric cars. That's beautiful. (laughs) That's right. High school students will also be taught that horrific events like the 1920 Okoe massacre the deadliest election day violence in American history, where a white mob brutally attacked black Wait, what about January 6th? <laughs> hey yeah! <laughs> that's right, man! How could we ever forget the greatest insurrection that's ever occurred on this whoa, land? Whoa, 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 are you rewriting history? Acts <laughs> of violence perpetrated against and by African Americans. High schoolers may be taught that victims of violence, of massacres, were also perpetrators. They insult us in an attempt to gaslight us, and we Mm. will not have it. The new guidelines, written to meet Mm. new standards, signed into law by Republican governor and presidential candidate Ron DeSantis. Without saying his name, the vice president accusing DeSantis of trying to create unnecessary, scary... He who shall not be named... (laughs) Oh, it's not Voldemort. Now he's, he's, you got Hitler and Stalin. 
Trump, <laughs> tr- Trump, and uh, you know, I forgot it's Hitler and Baby Hitler, pretty much. Yeah, but the sanctimonious seems kind of out of the limelight, dude. I think uh, RFK Jr. is stealing all his gas, man. You know, I am burnt on this camel a train, so we could roll on to the next one uh, at any point. Yeah, she, I mean, I, I got nothing. She never like- says anything of any substance. She just says they're racist, they're gaslight. It's such a stupid clip. It's so, you guys never could actually, like, talk about his policies and what they're, you know what I mean? Kamala and the Democrats represent a party obsessed with the past, and weirdly enough, the conservative Republican right is the party looking forward. It is crazy, yeah. How, th- everything yeah. has flipped, man. That's what's so mind-blowing to me. Like, could we be more obsessed with something older? Like, <laughs> slavery was a long... F- that was a long time ago, man. Like, we need to move forward. You know, if we keep obsessing with the shit in the past, we're, we're never going to progress. And I thought you guys were progressives. So what's the deal here? Yeah. So that's why I was uh, particularly I mean, interested in this ma- uh, story here. <clears throat> I was thinking about it the other day, like, could you imagine if you could bring Martin Luther King Jr. back from the dead? And he, and he just looked around at everything that has been done in his name since his death. He would, he would just be appalled. <laughs> well, we reversed course so dramatically. I mean, we are, what, yeah. a couple generations now set back as far as the progress that was made the 30 years yeah, uh, yeah. plus since, you know. I mean, you remember the, like, the devastating nature of the Rodney King beating? How, like, I, it didn't matter who you were. It was a rough video to watch, and you know what I'm saying? Like, that that was uh, a, quite a moment for America. Like at the, like, Plus, it was like black people had been talking about it for a long time, but it had never been really seen. Yes. And so... And then you saw it, yeah. It kind of seemed like uh, that was a moment where, um, you know, we kind of came together a bit as a culture and decided, hey, that was messed up, and we should never let that happen again. And we understand you guys had three days of riots, and you got OJ, okay? Fair is fair. (laughs) (laughs) Right? 20 years later, you gave us Kyle, and you took Derek. <laughs> it's called tit for tat, and we understand. <laughs> We're game. All right. Just as long as it gets better afterwards, this second time around with the, the Kyle for the uh, Chauvin, uh, it's almost as if things have gotten worse, man, because the media is just endlessly stoking these racial tension flames, you know, you go out and interact and every day here in Denver, well, there's no black people here, so it's really no, not a lot of tension. Uh, but, you know, out, out in the other major regular cities, I, you know, I assume people, for the most part, are just trying to live their lives and survive uh, the Biden economy. And so they're, yeah. not, they're not really uh, splitting hairs on the differences between, you know, me and this other guy and our skin colors because we are all, we're both on the bus we're both uh, living in squalor, and our lives 
equally suck. So, you know, we're kind of... Both can barely afford that bus. Everybody's kind of on the same page. It doesn't matter what the color of your skin is these days. And they do, they keep... It's so funny because if you watch certain media, they keep you so distracted on, on like, certain things. And I have a clip about Ron DeSantis. Yes. Like, I'm talking left wing, deep left. Do you know what they will not let go of? Don't say gay. No. Oh. There's one thing they have never let him forget. And I, I'm, I'm willing to bet you probably never even heard of it. <laughs> I'm excited for this, man. <laughs> pudding? Uh, like um, the pudding, like for dessert? I knew you never heard of this. This is why Ron DeSantis can't win. Uh, this, this, it's, it's a, it's a clip of him where I know you've heard it and you've heard right wing media talk about it. Oh no! Watch how the left wing attacks this. Yes. Why his campaign sucks so badly? Here's what he said. Some of your supporters are disappointed that your campaign has yet to catch fire the way they would want in terms of polling. Uh, one Republican pollster, one who is sympathetic to you, I was asking her about your campaign, and she said she thought the issue was. You bumped up at the beginning because voters, Republican voters, saw you as a more electable conservative like Trump, like you, Trump without the baggage. But then they say, as you go further and further to the right on some of these divisive social issues that could alienate moderates, suburban moms, et cetera, Republican voters see you as less and less electable. Uh, what do you say to that analysis? Well, I don't think it's true. I mean, the, the proof is in the pudding. <laughs> Quick question. If, if your opponent... Uh, recently ran an ad about your penchant for eating pudding with your fingers. Might you try to avoid that word in an answer about why your campaign is failing? I just think that this is sort of the example of why Ron DeSantis is not excelling, which is a truly talented politician would take a weakness and make it into a strength. Lean into the pudding thing. Do for pudding what Mitt Romney has done for hot dogs. Get out. <laughs> Americans love pudding. It's a popular thing. Be a normal yeah. American who loves pudding. Just go with it. Hang a lantern on your problem. Just say you're going to serve free pudding in the White House. Like you're, they're going to be your jelly beans. Like just make it a thing. I just want to know what do we think happened here? Like, do we think someone that online didn't know about the pudding finger stuff? Is it possible that like his staff was too afraid to tell him, hey, there's an ad about pudding uh, and in your fingers and pudding, and maybe you should stay away from. Hey, just reminder before you go on the doing this interview, the series of interviews, no pudding mentions. You don't want to. You want to stay away from the pudding stuff. I think you're overcomplicating this. I think it's pretty simple. He's hungry. He loves pudding. He's hungry. What are you gonna do? You think he had a pudding cup after the interview? I, th I think he was. You just, think they were saying they said I think there good was... job on your first big boy interview. <laughs> I really thought you would stop me. <laughs> oh, I. So this is Pod Save America. If I uh, Pod Save America, dude, they do I'm another familiar. like five minutes. They never get to the rest of the clip where he says the proof is in the pudding. I actually, my greatest gains were amongst middle-aged household moms. Wow. You know? Yeah. And instead, they just ran off on five minutes of unfunny. I mean, I, I didn't hear you laugh one time. I don't know. Maybe your, your mic was muted. Oh, no. That was a uh, natural <laughs> mute. Uh, <laughs> it's called finding, finding things not funny. Uh, well, I, <clears throat> what is the context of the pudding, man? What are they talking about? This is insanity. I love it, I love it because I, I've been hearing it for so long. I meant to bring it up a long time ago when it first came out. I forgot. It's one of those things that slips under the radar, and then you forget that it's 
so in the mainstream. Well, this, on this, one I already, side. I already know this is up there with the big lie. I they were using the term the big lie for like a year, and I, I had just seen it <laughs> randomly, and I was like, big lie, big lie. What the hell's the big lie? No, no, this one's true. Ron DeSantis admitted it was true. Pudding Gate. Uh, so, yes, what? explain. So, okay. Give us a rundown on Pudding Gate or whatever this pudding scenario is. I have no I idea. I forgot what it was, but I think he was running for governor and he was just like, you know, he was like kind of exhausted at one of these, like, you know, after this, whatever. He's kind of like backstage and uh, he grabbed a pudding cup, you know, like sure. the, whatever. Oh, yeah. And uh, he was looking around and there were no spoons. So he just dipped his finger and ate, he ate it with his finger. It really doesn't bother me whatsoever. <laughs> and they left has not been hands. able to let it go. They call him Pudding Fingers. They well, talk about how he's like, okay. a gorilla, he's like a monkey. Okay. And my whole thing is that's why I wanted I left that like last part in because then they're like, well, he was just hungry. They're like fat shaming the shit out of this guy. And then five minutes later, they're going to talk about their hero Lizzo. Who's a beautiful rhinoceros, and uh, you know? <laughs> I thought it was a water buffalo, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, oh no, that well, was uh, Stacey Abrams. Sorry, it depends so, who her um, makeup is for the, <laughs> the her makeup artist is that night. You know what I what got me kind of off or caught me off guard there in this clip was they literally say it in there how Ron DeSantis would be better off embracing it and making a joke of it. Isn't that kind of what he's doing? If he must be aware of it, and he just used the term "proof is in the pudding," he, that is him yes. embracing it and using it as an empowered term. So, oh, I'm so glad you caught that. That was like why I love the clip. Yeah, that's why I'm embracing. I'm it. like, what are you guys talking about? Your your jokes aren't landing now because you just said it yourself. The dude embraced it is using it uh, uh, to make fun of himself or to just make fun of it as being dumb. So here, I'm going to throw out this pudding term. Uh, I think that's actually a very smart political move by him. I, I found it to be more... Appe- he's more appealing and charming to me now than before. Like, he has a little more humility. Yeah, it had the it had the effect on you that they said it would have. Right. Which is why he did it. Yes. Which they accused him of being a bad politician for not doing the thing that they're making fun of him for doing. That's right. What <laughs> the fuck world are we living in? And this is what the left is listening to. They're just like, oh, pudding. He's a pudding. He's pudding fingers. Like, dude, this is insane, the world we live in. And I love it because it's so mainstream on the left. The people on the right don't even know what the fuck you're talking about. But the problem I have is everybody on the left hates DeSantis. He's Hitler. But they know more about pudding than they do about any of his policies. People on the right really like him. They have never heard of pudding. And they can tell you what's in the bills he's passing. Yes. So it's, it's, man, the left is really dependent on the ignorance of their audience. Of their base, which should, if you are a part of the voting base on the left, take a look around. They think very little of you. They think you're stupid. And they're going to give you a circus you and are a clown stu- show. I, I can't get this across to like people who, I, I, I know, uh, who in my life, I know they're smart people. They look at you, and they're going to say something like pudding. And you're like, yeah, but I'm... I'm trying to talk to you about like actual policies. That's what we're voting for <laughs> these guys, right? I don't care what he eats his pudding with. Like, can we actually talk about his policy? You know, like you don't realize how stupid you sound repeating the stuff you're seeing on the news. And you you hinted at, at it there a little bit, which I like it as well. Uh, for a for a uh, side of the aisle 
that is very obsessed with body positivity. They spent the four years of Trump's administration making fun of how he was a unhealthy fat ass drinking Diet Cokes and McDonald and eating McDonald's all day long. Uh, oh, and, he's and, fat. He's oh, look at his hair. He's so bald. Fat, he's a bald, bald man. Yeah, he's, he's fat. And now oh we're, my god, this guy's disgusting. I'll be honest, man. You know, throw Ron DeSantis on a stage with Chris Christie. One of them's looking svelte. All right, I'm gonna say this. like <laughs> I don't look at Ron DeSantis and think he's a fat ass dude. To be totally honest, Chris Christie. Yeah, the world knows you did the surgery, bud. Your head is still three times bigger than your fucking body. He's still you know enormous. I mean? He did the surgery. Yeah, that's why he lost all that weight. I thought he was equally fat, if not fatter, than the last time I saw him when he was on Meet the Press this morning, dude. You gotta look at like his presidential runs. First presidential run that was XL crispy. Yeah, you got the second, <laughs> the second one that's just an X crispy. You know. Or yeah, double X, then one X. I think I think he went down to like a larger. He was really skinny at one time. The extra crispy. Then, I like that. And then he and then he went back up. Yeah, Chris Crispy. Is he really running for president? This dude must just have oh. in like a endless fund machine where he's just like, yeah, let's go, let's do a run for president for six months. It's got to be some kind of laundering thing. No, that's what I think it is. Like where yeah. he's got to like spend some money somehow. And he's like, we'll just run for president. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm sure he's getting like five percent of every like uh, coke transaction in New Jersey. <laughs> that's right. You know, there's just something up with Chris Christie. He runs every presidential cycle. He clearly has no shot. Like he wasn't even liked in New Jersey when he was governor, man. Like no, dude, he's he gets less votes than Mickey Mouse. I, like, the guy is. I terrible. think he he's more disliked nationally than Ted Cruz, which is a hard feat. Ted Cruz is one of uh, the most disliked a... uh, congressmen, senators. Maybe there's not an award for that. Like the ugliest dog. Okay. <laughs> it's impressive. I'm they just t- call it the Ted Cruz Award, <laughs> the least liked, the least liked politician. So wow, the uh, the Pod Save America guys, uh, I only imagine there's some sort of deal going on with uh, Snack Pack, and they're probably got their spokesperson uh, Rob Reiner. Uh, he's probably just bathing <laughs> in a tub filled with Snack Pack pudding, right? Yeah, that's what I imagine. Rob Reiner, he eats it with a spoon. Yeah, (laughs) he eats it by the case, but eats it with a spoon. And that's right. We we just did a funnier thirty seconds on pudding than the Pod Save America guys could ever imagine doing. Making fun of Rob Reiner, baby. (laughs) I'm either eating it with a spoon or I'm licking it off a little boy. I'm Rob (laughs) Reiner. Oh man, you know he's in the Adrenochrome Club. He's gotta be right. Like, no, I think Adrenochrome makes you lose weight. See, oh, yeah, I'm starting right. to think that the Ozempic face everything that they're gonna, they're just gonna use they're using like these prescription drugs as an excuse for their Adrenochrome symptoms. Wow, man, I, I like it, dude. The black eye symptom that's uh, from the clip I saw in Russian news TV. They did it like. Uh, I think I sent you the clip and the guy, uh, you know, rants about adrenochrome and uh, he, the claim is the black eye. You get these black eyes from doing the drug. And uh, I, 
didn't clip it for the show, but our favorite uh, Hollywood spoiler, uh, Jim Caviezel, is out there doing the round still, and he recently talked about how the adrenochrome, um, you know, you get the effects that are like 10 times that of heroin when you take it. Mm. So you, you're like flying, mm. dude. You know, the hair on. You, you know about the hair on there in the Chicago. Hair. It's Frank, it's hair on. Hair Come on, on man. <laughs> the like, hair on. You know, there's got to be some effects from doing heroin that's like 10 times as strong as heroin, right? So, oh, I always say if I make it to 70, I'm doing heroin at that point. Like, it's got to be amazing. I've seen people walk away from their kids to go do it. <laughs> that's right, dude. You're saying the high, that's, the high just has to be that great, right? Better than kids. Better than be kids. Better than, it would be better than a mother's love for her children. <laughs> Apparently, hair run. <laughs> that's right, dude. <laughs> <You know? laughs> oh, man. Speaking of kids, dude, uh, last night... No new programming on, right? So Emma and I watched Knocked Up. Great movie. Absolutely fantastic. I have not watched it in... It came out like 2004, dude. That was 20 was years ago. Yeah, it's so long ago. Yeah. It's crazy how many famous, like, hilarious <laughs> people are in this movie. It's incredible. The reason I had to look it up when I watched it... I watched it a couple weeks ago. I had to look it up. Seth... Seth Green? Rogan. Seth Rogan. Seth Rogan is, he's like 24 in that movie. Yes, dude, he looks 24. Looks, looks 36, dude. Okay. <laughs> well, now he looks 50-something. It's insane. <laughs> that's a treat of crow. Or Ozempic. No, I don't know. I think that's a dude who smokes his whole life. I gotta quit smoking. I think he's a big uh, cig and weed smoker. I, you know, when it comes to the weed, man, you can't do the cigs and the weed. That's the major killer. You got to choose a path. If you're doubling up on the uh, smoke inhalation, man, you are uh, just crushing your life there. But uh, either one, not good health-wise, right? You know, like, don't let anyone fool you, uh, any of the, the stoner potheads out there who think, uh, you know, it's from the earth, man. Like, any smoking is bad for your body. Uh, it will uh, take away some of your time. Yes, and I. And this is coming from a guy who's already had three uh, rips of my pipe while we've recorded this hour, and I shall do more at the halftime. And the vape more. hasn't left my hand. See what I'm saying? Uh, but choose a path. <laughs> I did this with beer and soda pop. I know the, the soda for people in the uh, west, the pop for people out east. Uh you can't do both. You can't be guzzling down the nectar of the tards, the Mountain Dew during the daytime, and then, you know, slamming back some brujas at night. You're just going to become a fat behemoth. You got to uh, choose a lane, man. You know, cigarettes or weed, stay, beer Stay or away from the hard shit. Hard alcohol, stay away from it. Stick with the beer. Don't go into the concentrates. Stick with the weed. Yes. Good, good, yeah. good call, my man. Yeah, the concentrates. That's right. That's when you... uh it's practically hair run. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, you start doing the, you know, the wax and then the shatter and you're doing the shots of tequila and then all of a sudden you're uh, dropping adrenochrome with Tom Cruise and uh, John Travolta. Oh, I could go for some of that. Oh, yeah. Will it grow my hair back? Listen, I'll kill a couple kids if I can get my hair back. Dude, that must it must grow the hair back because all these alleged celebrities, look how young they look. And no, they no, no. You got to see unphotoshopped pictures. No filters. Dude, 
All of them have the fucking, like, the top of their head looks like a fucking replanted forest. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, dude. Dude, what's that guy? What is that monster that they have on late night? Seth Green? Uh, uh, you know, you've you called everybody Seth Green for the last 10 minutes now. <laughs> uh, you're talking about Seth Myers. I'm starting to think I don't know who Seth Green is. <laughs> Seth Meyer. <laughs> That, that creature, dude, his hair plugs look worse than the fucking goddamn uh, <laughs> troll dolls. Dude, I gotta I say, something, something really creepy and weird has happened to Seth Myers. He is unwell looking in oh, a lot I've, I've of ways. I've seen a more real human on the end of my pencil. <laughs> Those troll dolls look more human than you at this point, buddy. I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> and what kills me, I was listening to a podcast... Where they were uh, making fun of, um, like, Chris D'Elia and all these guys. Uh, Seth Meyer was voted, like, he's, like, ranked 20 sexiest comic. What? Yeah, dude, what? That creature. That creature with the doll hair on his head. It's a fake tan. <laughs> he literally became everything he accused Trump of being. It's crazy. I The last time I saw him, he was doing a riff on Trump and how outrageous Trump looks, and he was doing the Trump impression while being orange himself with the goofy hair, and I thought, man, you are Trump. <laughs> Dude, because yeah. you know what they do? Here's what it is. You get the plugs. So like, you've seen how bald I am, right? Yes, I I've witnessed pl- it. I could, I could get the plugs, and it won't look good. But what I, they could do then is they do that, like, powder that they put in there that, like, clings onto the hair and, like, really... Th- that's why if you look at Seth, Seth uh, Meyer... Seth Meyer. Just, it looks like his hair is super thick. It does they look put very sh- thick. Yeah. They put that shit on it, and then they fill in the gaps with it. Wow. Yeah, I feel like it would it, almost be easier to just get the wig. Don't be a fruitcake. Shave your head. <laughs> Give it up. hey fruitcake. Yeah, man. You know Bring I mean? it back. Goodbye. Well, you know, if you're a late night guy, you gotta have the do, you know, with the pompadour. No, sh- stop right there. Stop right there. I want to watch you because you're funny. Be funny. Uh, what's the, what's the guy in the with the denim tuxedo? Uh, the denim. Canadian, he's got the, the uh, Canadian, Canadian tuxedo. tuxedo. Uh, what's it? Jay Leno. You're telling right. me that guy's sexy. Come on. No, he, he was He's just funny. a funny guy. And he was a hard worker. Uh, Jay Leno famously just nonstop when it comes to doing comedy, going out there and hitting gigs late night on top of uh, doing that show nonstop. I mean, he, he's just a uh, uh, hard work. He's hilarious. Hard worker, hilarious guy. Doesn't matter what you look like, Seth. Shave your head, get funnier jokes. Actually, you know what? We need a bald late night host. Has there been one? Hit me up. I'm just saying, maybe Seth Myers can be bold and go bald. Nowadays, that's even more bold than coming out as trans or gay. Seriously, dude. Come out as bald. Remember how big of a deal it was when uh, John Travolta came out? And he looked better with the shaved head and the beard, man. Looks great. He, He looks badass. Like, he could probably get badass roles now where he's, like, the bad guy. It's a little too old, but it's okay. All right, a little old. That's right. It would have been better in that. What's that movie with the hacker? Mm, I don't know. I'm just thinking of Face Off. He plays a bad guy in Face Off. Oh, that would have been good too. No, no, no. The one with uh, 
Heli Berry. Oh, that was a swordfish. Swordfish. If you would have just had that bald head. With yeah, the fucking... man. Yeah. That would have uh, made the film slightly better. That movie probably made money based on the fact that Halle Berry showed her tits for 10 seconds in it. Man, that was her in her prime. She was beautiful. You know, I have to say this about Halle Berry. She's always in her prime. She has been for like Ooh. 30 years. She's smoking, uh, man. Frank, they say black don't crack, you know? <laughs> this is true. hey yeah. <laughs> and with that, we are out of time. Believe it or not, it is the fastest hour in the universe. Oh, 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 oh,